Hi, I'm Fearful Jesuit. Well, that's my pseudonym at least. I keep my identity secret because I'm the host of a show called The Paranoid Strain, which takes a skeptical view of conspiracy theories. And some conspiracy theory fans are a tad touchy about that subject. My show is designed to help make sense of the insane ideas that seem to pop up constantly these days. Where do they come from? Why do people believe them? And how does their belief impact the rest of us? I'm inviting you to check out a very special episode we recently launched. It's a concept album about living through the year 2020 in a very conspiracy-addled United States of America, featuring a full voice cast and dozens of original songs by our show's dedicated band, the Paranoid Strain Orchestra. It's called 9116, and it's available now in all of your favorite podcast apps. Just look up the Paranoid Strain and click on the logo with the terrified eyeball. Hello friends, my name is Patrick Little and welcome to A Little History, the show that looks at human history eh, a little differently. I'm an ancient history major and an all-round historical nerd. I love telling stories, talking shit and cracking beers. Join us for season two as we continue on with our mythology apology. Nothing is off limits as we continue our exploration of some of the famous and not-so-famous stories from various mythologies and folklore from around the world. Stories that seek to explain the world around us, warnings against messing with the higher powers, or sometimes for the sheer entertainment. Sometimes I'll have a guest coming in cold, and sometimes it's just you and me. So kick back, drink them if you got them, and join us as we discuss the glorious mess that is our history with the little shit-talking and silly sound effects as well. Oh, what's all this then? Ah! I'm sharing my office with a baby. You know what, what I've already been through, yeah, right, I'll probably just do that. And he kicks you in the wall. That's out of order. I'm no detective, but I think they've actually had us on, yeah? How did we get to a shirt shitting on people? <laughs> I know, she's probably got a magic vagina or something which keeps you distracted, but... We're confident over here, Dad. <laughs> it's not doing <laughs> shit for us. <laughs> I'm going to make a little frog do different times. But unfortunately, Gina Davis isn't rocking any of those skills. <laughs> no. <laughs> she's, she's killed pretty soon. Now, are you looking to shift the cat's allegiance? Go for good grand hand. Put the bags away. We're not going anywhere now. <laughs> you think in one of those 20 heads, you'd have a freaking good idea. <laughs> no. I mean, they've got parties with boxes, people eating semen. This is just a riot. They said I was mad. They said I was mad when I did that. <laughs> but I showed them. Who's mad now? <laughs> now kill him and take his foot. I'm a walking zombie burner. Ah, welcome back, guys. Hope you enjoyed uh, whatever happened in your break. I was managed to able to get myself another beer. Uh, so that's good. Very good. I had a massive uh, bit of a night out with the lads last night, truth be told. And uh, uh, I'm not going to say, uh, well, what would I say? Would I wouldn't say that I'm. it's affecting how I'm doing it today, but uh, I'll let you decide, dear listener, what's going on with this story. <laughs> Be number uh, two. No difference, no difference, Pat. You sound absolutely normal. Happy days. No, no change. No change. I don't think you seem seedy. The brain feels a couple of sizes too big for the head, but, uh, you know. Not you got a pretty big head, though. Hurt, I do have a big head, but a big old brain as well. Brain to boot. 
Oh, and again, we'll let you decide, listeners. Yep, let us know. <laughs> let us know how hungover you think I was when I recorded this. Way on a scale of one to ten. Recap. And so to recap, uh, Acrisius, king of Argos, is pretty focused on having a son, but gets a little bit of the double trouble uh, when he asks the oracle about it. The oracle prophesizes not only will he have no sons, but the son of his daughter, the lovely Danae, will bring about Acrisius's death. Uh, not Generally overly lovely. thrilled. Not overly thrilled by this prospect. Uh, Acrisius uh, imprisons Danae underground in a bronze chamber with a small opening for her to receive food and water, and she is uh, to be watched over and attended by women only, eradicating the chance that Danae could be pregnant or become pregnant. Uh, Zeus becomes aware of the goings-on and is filled with passion for Danny and comes to the young woman in the form of a golden shower, passing through the narrow gap in the bronze and lays in passion, uh, impregnating her with a boy being born, uh, presumably nine months later, named Perseus. Uh, Father of the year, Acrisius, uh, seems to be unaware that his daughter has become pregnant and uh, goes on to birth a son within the brazen box. Uh, and it's only when he hears the echoes of a child at play that he discovers the child. Uh, Danny pleads with uh, pleads that Zeus is the father, but Acrisius is having none of it. Uh, though being wary the, the, that the fact of killing your daughter and grandson is a big no-no in the eyes of the gods and humankind, uh, Acrisius does the next best thing. Uh, putting the two in a wooden box, uh, and Acrisius casts it into the sea, finally washing his hands of both of them. Pun! Uh, after some days at sea, the box is caught in the nets of a fisherman, Dictes, who also happens to be the brother of the king, Polydictes, on the island of Seraphis. Uh, Danny and Perseus live with Dictes on the island, and Perseus grows to be a fine, strong young man, uh, obvious to all who see him that he is favoured by the gods. Not favoured by the king, though, it seems, because Polydectes has his eye on Danny, and Perseus, now a man grown, is an obstacle of getting in the way of a bit of sexy time with the, uh, the, the single mum. Uh, in a banquet seemingly orchestrated to manipulate Perseus into undertaking a suicidal quest to retrieve the head of the Gorgon Medusa, Polydictes manipulates Perseus into undertaking a suicidal quest to retrieve the head of the Gorgon Medusa, ridding the deceitful king of Perseus, hopefully once and for all. Uh, just quietly, now, how did, how did the king think, okay, let's, let's have a party, and by having a party, I bet you if I confront him about the horse, he'll definitely go after Medusa. I mean, come on, that could that, that was a pretty fast, big stretch. Pretty fast, big stretch, but uh, you know, he's, he's he's a prideful kid. Probably thought he was a, he probably thought he was funny. He was like, you know what, I'm gonna try this razzler. Oh look, shit, I got egg on my face now. If it doesn't work. We'll have another party next week. Yeah, all right. Good grief. So, so has he set off? Well, that's the thing. He's 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 about to get it to get going. But we'll follow him right now, if you like. Let, let's follow him. Oh yeah. I, I was gonna stop the podcast now, but let's do it. Now that we're all caught up, let's get back into it. So Perseus is feeling a little shaky because he's uh he's got to go and take on the Gorgon Medusa. Medusa. And Perseus, like everyone else at this time, they know uh, all about the Gorgons. And he himself is pretty glum at the prospect and his chances of success, to be honest. Uh, of the Gorgons, there were three of them. Steno. Steno. Uh These two were actually immortal. 
And the third, which is the most famous for all of us, I'd say, was Medusa. Medusa. Who was a mortal. Uh, and they all hung out at Lake Tritonis. So around Libya, so like North Africa. It's like southern part of the Mediterranean Sea. Righto. Here's a little description from Apollodorus on the Gorgons. And he goes, uh, quote, But the Gorgons had heads twined about with scales of dragons and great tusks like swines and brazen hands with golden wings by which they flew and they turned to stone such as beheld them. Uh, and it was Pindar writing um, about the 5th or 6th centuries who describes Medusa also having, you know, um, uh, hair of snakes. That's the most iconic thing that we all know when we think of Medusa. We're like, oh, yes. she's, she's the broad with uh, with snakes on her head, right? Like, absolutely. But also she's got all this other whack shit. Yeah, I, I'm hearing tusks for the first time now. Yeah, she's got all this whack shit happening as well. Um, but still, like, I will turn you to stone if I look at you sort of thing. Or if you look at Yeah, me. well, if you had tusks, like, coming out with snakes, surely you'd be a little bit peed off as well. Like, just leave the girl alone. You know what I mean? Like, seriously, she's got enough going on, mate. She's got enough on her plate. Just well, don't Yeah, exactly, her. exactly. But the thing is... Just leave her. This wasn't always the case. It's like most modern-day women, Pat. We're not asking you to approach us. Just back off. <laughs> Just because I'm wearing what I'm wearing doesn't mean I want you to come <laughs> and talk to me. She's not asking for it. Good grief. <laughs> oh, fuck me. Ugh. Dude's fucking terrible. <laughs> they are the worst. We're the worst. Um, anyway. And back to the story. So, but the thing with Medusa, uh, you know, being a hideous creature to behold and turning people to stone and all that, it uh, wasn't always the case. Um, as uh, the two versions of uh, which we will discuss are. So that Medusa uh, was actually once a beautiful and incredibly beautiful woman uh, who had once claimed that her beauty rivaled that of the goddess Athena herself. Naturally, the goddess wouldn't take too kindly to that no, you're going to get it now, mate. And soundly punishes her, turning in, her into what she is. Uh, another more tragic account, which kind of, I think this is more highly circulated um, uh, and widely known, is that the beautiful young maiden Medusa was actually a priestess to the goddess Athena, working within one of her temples. And one day Medusa catches the eye of the god Poseidon. And uh, just like his brother Zeus, is very much taken by young and beautiful women. Uh, Poseidon comes along and forces himself upon Medusa, uh, rapes the, the young princess inside the temple of her patron goddess. And uh, when Athena, the goddess in question, patron, her temple, finds out what's happened, she lays the blame at Medusa's feet. And she is transformed to be a hideous creature for the rest of her days. And you're like... What the fuck, Athena? What the fuck? Like, that's so freaking messed up. Is that how you treat your survivors? Like, and you're the goddess of wisdom, and you're like, this is definitely Jesus. the right course of action. Definitely. Yeah. Oh fuck. So, uh, sorry, this is just making me feel a stronger affinity with Medusa. If I didn't oh, yes. like her before, sorry, I'm totally on her side. Oh, absolutely. Like, she just gets completely messed around. Uh, yeah, and just, she loses out in in all of this, <laughs> like. But that that second one about you're basically being raped by God and in another God's house, she's like, mm, should I blame the guy? Like, blame the person who did it, or blame the person who who had no say in the matter? Yeah. Sound reasoning from Athena. It's fucking disgusting, tragic, 
Uh, anyway, uh, with Medusa and her sister Gorgons being in the state of what they are, this is what Perseus has to deal with. Like he's, he's dealing with what they are in terms of the, the threat they pose. Um, and he wanders off uh, for himself, well, with himself to have a bit of alone time to figure out what he's going to do. He's going to form a plan. Yeah, but it's not long before the gods Athena and Hermes appear before Perseus, offering the young man an aid. Uh, <laughs> hasn't even started, and our boy's getting a bit of help. Uh, and look at Athena. <laughs> like, oh, hold a grudge much? No, sorry, yeah. Athena, you're dead to me. Whoa. Gets bad up. Um, they remind Perseus that he cannot look directly at the Gorgons or his ass will be turned to stone. Uh, they go and tell Perseus that in order to find the Gorgons, they need to first speak to their other sisters. The, listen, I want to butcher this, this name, the Grey. Grey. Okay, Grey? Grey? G-R-A-E-A-E. Grey. We'll say Grey. Grey. Grey is what it's going to be. As always, let us know in the comments, y'all. Grey. Grey. Uh, so these Grey, they are three sisters of the Gorgons who were old women from birth and generally pretty unnerving to look upon. Oh, we're the Grey and we're an awkward proposition. Uh, oh, and they also have one eye and one tooth, which they share about uh, when they need to see and eat. So if you've seen, which I'm pretty sure you have, Andrew, if you've seen the animated Hercules movies... Like the Disney oh, Hercules. I've never actually watched it the whole way through, oh. Pat. Sorry. Hashtag Sorry. Disney must pay. Fucking <laughs> whatever. Um, anyway, so it's it's three. It, it, anyone who's seen it, they these are those 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 guys. So they got they're pretty horrible old old born off old women from birth. So that's always fun. Uh, and just just to boot, they got one eye which they share about, and one tooth when they need to eat. Uh, and the names of the grey. Uh, were Enyo, Enyo uh, Profredo, Profredo, and Dino. Dino. Perseus is given directions, and as he travels to the dwelling of the Grey, uh, by the distant shores of a lonely uh, and morbid seashore, uh, Athena and Hermes are like, "Yes, yeah, sweet, you need to go on ahead and see these guys. By the way, we'll let you know. And the place where the Grey uh, live, I uh, think, if, if this was the Harry Potter world, there's definitely a Horcrux buried here. Like, this place is fucking bleak. It's pretty fucking bleak. Depressing. You're not going to wander by, I just want to see what it's like down there, guys. Nah, you, you don't. It's England in the summer. Yeah. And that's that's me coming from Germany. Yeah. <laughs> the land still, of fairy Still England's tales. more bleak. Yeah, sorry. I've had German winters. England's more bleak. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, any, anyway, Perseus stands before the three decrepit sisters who start verbally dressing him down and generally making him feel uncomfortable. Like, that's what they do. They're like, oh, look at this. Oh, he's got some thick legs, doesn't he? Oh, oh I'd like to wrap my one tooth around that. Like, just, and he's just like, oh. <laughs> like, uh. <laughs> so it's bad. I've got an eye, little boys. Pass it here. Yeah, now I've got an eye too. <laughs> oh, dear. Good sharing, uh, sis. Thanks. But at the same time, while they're while they're like making him uncomfortable with that, they're like just like, like taking the the eye out and sharing it around and all that. So he's like, oh Jesus, <laughs> it's, it's... which one do I look at? I don't know. Tennis game. It's pretty uncomfortable. Let's just say that. Oh, um, so he's uncomfortable. Oh, so he's not feeling it. <laughs> yes, oh, I've got to be all over it, young man. You know, out for the first time. Imagine if he did. He's like, I'm vibing this. <laughs> Hey. I'll hang out with you three. <laughs> to be fair, I mean, maybe he has a quirk. I don't think they've written this well. Everyone's got their kinks, you know. Yeah. Just 
Just go for it. Yeah, we don't kink shame at this podcast, but that that would that would be a pretty pretty interesting term for Perseus. Hey, if if they're you know they're um, consenting adults, you know just 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 look her in the eye just and just ask. It's all right. Mate, you know what? I know I've been charged like pretty, by, you know, deceitfully to go and uh, undertake a pretty crazy quest because uh, I'm favoured by the gods, but you three just, you seem like the right life decision to uh to, No to change, one said you couldn't find love in, on the way, you know? Oh, exactly. You can't choose when love will come. Good grief. Good yeah. grief. Oh, th- that's probably a story for another time, actually. Exactly, yeah. The lost chapters. Uh, <laughs> but anyway... Uh, <laughs> Upon seeing the Greys' uh, utter dependence on the single eye and single tooth, we need them for our day to day. Perseus has himself an idea, and uh, uh-huh. he's as as one of them, uh, as in was one of the one of the sisters, is about to take out the eye and tooth and give it to another. He's able to grab the eye and tooth. Uh, and sort of just step back a little bit, so that I think, and the Grey just start freaking out, and they plead for Perseus to return the gross items. Uh, so that they can have their their fun, and Perseus, in return, demands the location of the Gorgons. And after a little bit of haggling, because you're not an old person and you're trying to bring down the price or anything like that, <laughs> it's, it's it's certainly not worth that much, laddie. Come on. <laughs> um, but anyway, after that, they uh, and a bit you're of threatening because per- Perseus is like, mate, I'm gonna toss this iron tooth into the fucking fire if you don't t- you tell me where your sisters are. I don't know how anyone else is feeling. Perseus is a bit of a jerk, I think. Let's go and pick up some old ladies that share an eye on a tooth and then take it away from them and threaten not to give it back or to throw it somewhere. In his uh, defence, minor defence, they were just talking shit about him. And he's a teenager who's he's pretty, he's, he's a bit of a jock. So he's like, these three bitches going to uh-huh. talk shit about me. I'm taking their tooth. Like He's a bit of a, yep. bit of a knob. Yep. Bit of a knob. Um, and uh, the eye and tooth are returned, and the three sisters start chirping about the whereabouts of their Gorgon sisters. So here's a little quote for you. It goes, I believe this is Apollon- um, sorry, Apollodorus. So, our sisters live on the shores of the far western sea, near the entrance to the underworld. The underworld. Oh, this isn't a quote at all. This is just me. Patrick, get it right. Sorry, just me uh, putting in that one. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm such a wonderful writer. I didn't know. Oh, no, no, I, am I thousands of years so old? wonderful. Yeah. Our, sister, <laughs> our sisters live on the shores of the far western sea, near the entrance to the underworld. If you find the underworld, you've gone too far. Uh, this journey will take a while over the ocean, but once you get there, uh, you'd better find a way to stay undetected because those gorgons aren't super hospitable, and we reckon they'll you'll be pretty pretty like sorted out if they see you. Uh, and so Perseus is pretty gutted by this news because he goes, "Mate, that's it's made my job even harder, and it's going to be a long one." Oh shit! Is is this going to be hard? Oh no! Yeah. Is this like a massive undertaking? Yeah, exactly. Something everyone thinks it's impossible to do. Is it hard? Oh, great. Can I just go Typical, home? Typical teenager. I mean, a little bit of work, Perseus. Come on. Follow exactly. through, mate. You said you were going to do it. Yeah, but it turns out the Grey aren't done with dishing out the advice. Uh, and they go and explain that after the Gorgon's transformation, Poseidon, that top bloke, uh, entrusted a few items to some of his daughters, the sea nymphs. Uh, just in case the Gorgons were ever to, you know, cause some crazy shit. Uh, and, and these items would help Perseus achieve his quest. Uh, and he even told uh, Perseus how to find the sea nymphs as well. So 
he's getting a lot of a uh, lot of help from these these greys. So these old old ladies, they probably paid too much for the information to be told uh, for the iron two. So I think they Percy's might have given them the old turnaround. That's why I reckon something else has gone down. Like you say, the Lost Chronicles, something else yep. has gone down. That's a lot of information for them to be giving out. Percy's tried, maybe gave him a good good touch as well. <laughs> like, oh, all right, here's some here's some, where some special things are that you might need. Here's some, here's some right. Perseus loving. Yeah, Ooh, yep. I, gotta, I feel like having a bath and a glass of wine now. <laughs> Something's anyway. going on. Yeah. Extra bubbles, yeah. And back to the story. And so, wow, that's a pretty helpful grey, to be honest. Um, and they, they, they pretty much helped him out that, that much. They might as well have just, like, dropped him off there themselves. Essentially, I told him where he needs to go and what he, and what he needs to do to help him out with that as well. But anyway, Perseus rocks up uh, to where the sea nymphs are at, and they're like, "Oi, check out this guy! He's totally favoured hey, by per- the gods." Perseus, yeah, look at you. He's a hero for sure. Hey, mate, do you want to borrow some special items to help you defeat the gorgons? Because we know <laughs> that you that you're here to do that. I can just imagine in the scene, like he's definitely favoured by the gods, and then Perseus turns up with favoured by the gods T-shirt, like yeah. or something gods love ridiculous. Me. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag God life. Oh dear. Well, yeah. Life. Hashtag yeah. <laughs> Son of a golden shower. It's, yeah. Instead of feeling blessed, it's feeling blessed by the gods. Because <laughs> hashtag me. blessed by the gods. Yeah. Yeah. Living my blessed life. Oh. Hashtag mm, hashtag man. silver silver plate because that's everything's given to him on it. <laughs> Seriously, he hasn't done anything for this quest that was meant to be so hard. But yes, he's arrived. Well, he did some walking. Good on you, Perseus. He did, he did. But he doesn't need to worry about that anymore because the nymphs lend Perseus a pair of winged sandals. Winged sandals. Which grant Perseus the power of flight. Uh, Also granting him uh, the Cap of Hades. The Cap of Hades. Uh, Hades being the lord of the underworld, uh, which allowed its wearer to become invisible. Oh, for goodness sakes. Also a magic satchel, which in Greek it is called a kibisis, uh, basically for carrying shit. But it's a, it's a special satchel, as we'll find out. Um, it's, it's, it does the job. Magic satchel. Uh, and Perseus is pretty stoked by these gifts, and he graciously thanks the sea nymphs. And they're like, oh, lovely, thank you. You didn't just take it and go away. Oh, you, Percy. Stop it, you. You good boy. I'm glad we got. I'm glad we stuck our necks out for you. You wear that satchel well, Percy. Look at you in those shoes. You were born for wings. And yeah, and uh, and Perfe- uh, Perseus, yeah, he's pretty stoked uh, that all this went down, and he chuffs off towards the lair of um, the Gorgons, far off in the land of Libya. Libya. Libya, in the, to the ancients, uh, was known pretty much everything west. of of Egypt. They were like, yep, yeah, everything west of Egypt is Libya because it's one That thing. general area, Libya. Yeah, just the stamp on there. Yeah, it's Libya. Um, and it's pretty yep. crazy. So, yeah. What about over Libya? How about that part, Libya? <laughs> East Libya. Libya. It's, all Libya. All right, done. Just Libya. <laughs> I'll meet you in Libya. Be there. Uh, I'm a little bit uh, confused with those directions. Listen, Perseus can do it. <laughs> Jesus. Everything handed to him? It's not that hard. <laughs> uh, and um, and upon landing at the entrance uh, to the Gorgon's Lair, uh, Perseus is visited by the god Hermes. Again? Yeah. And Hermes, Hermes is like, mate, uh, I know you've been offered a lot of assistance so far on this quest, and I don't want to be seemingly the only one not giving you shit. So uh, here, <laughs> take this adamantium blade. Adamantium blade. Uh, 
It's pretty awesome. Uh, and it won't catch the moon's light in the blade, like the blade itself. Uh, and uh, pretty good for sneaking around anyway. So uh, goodbye. <laughs> That's me. I'll give you another thing. Done. And so Perseus is like, right, this is awesome. I've uh, pretty much like he's got too many, too many gifts. He's like, over encumbered by uh, with uh, gifts now and advice. Uh, he adorns himself with the cap of Hades. The cap of Hades. Now invisible to those who uh, who wish to see him, uh, he enters the dwelling of the Gorgons. Surprise ad break. All is quiet in this in the space, and Perseus realizes. Yeah, because they're just hanging out at home, and Perseus is banging in. I'm getting yeah. angry over here at Perseus. Mm. Well, yeah. I was having a lovely morning, Pat. And here then we you go. Drop the Percy in it. Well, hang <laughs> well, it's going to get worse. All right, yeah. Uh, it's just going to get fun. <laughs> Prepare to be annoyed. Uh, it's going to be fun. Get my meditation up and calm the freak down. So he catches the Gorgons uh, during their sleep, so which is pretty fortunate for him. Uh, and Perseus creeps around. Oh, well, remember- why wouldn't it be fortunate for him, Pat? The whole story is fortunate for him. <laughs> I mean, apart from that small chest episode, he's had a golden life. <laughs> Everything's coming up Perseus right now. He's loving it. <laughs> That's a new saying. Yes. He's, yeah. He's like, oh, shit, is, this, is every quest this hard? Because, oh, mate, yeah. this whole hero business, this is great. <laughs> Oh, I don't think you know how I've, I've done a few quests, you know. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what Jason and his Argonauts are whinging about. Fuck, this is easy. This is crazy. Yeah. The gods help you out. Oh. Openly help you out. Repeatedly help you out. Yes, uh, time and time again. And not even only give you like one gift each. It's like, hey, here's three. There you go. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, and so Perseus creeps around and remembering the advice from Athena and Hermes, uh, is able to find a bronze polished shield. Bronze polished shield. Uh, which was just laying about, uh, probably from some fallen warrior from before, because like a ton of people have been trying to, like any 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 uh, monster or most monsters in the in the Greek mythology, at the point of when they turn up in a story, that like blokes have been like hero would be heroes are like, yep, we've got to go and and stop that. So people have fallen to the Gorgons before. We've got to go and stop people from living in their caves and sleeping because that's yeah. really causing danger. Yeah. Well, okay. They are actually pretty pretty dangerous. Uh, they're a big threat, which you sort of wonder why would the gods create such a threat like that anyway. But see, in all of these stories, though, we never hear the threat. Oh, they they've what, got what's like what's Medusa done? What's she done? Well, she turns people to stone. Yeah, if they come into her house, but she's not seeking out danger, is but, she? Yeah, there's there's a version where uh, Athena is like, God Athena. damn it, Pat, demand, <laughs> I demand yeah. answers. Yeah, now where Athena, she's like, all right. I, I turned this 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 woman into a into a horrible creature. That was a shitty thing to do. And that's it. She's been punished. But I think that she might cause some shit in the future. So kind of like the same reasoning that uh, Poseidon was like, she may be right, a problem right, right. later on. Mm-hmm. So let's make some shit to safeguard it. Uh, I'm pretty wise as Athena, goddess of wisdom. Maybe I shouldn't have just like not made her into that to begin with. But you know. Then we can't have heroes come off and do stuff uh, later on. 
We're going to exactly. have a bit of fun with that. Heroes, inverted commas, young boys that get given gifts and basically led yeah. to their quest. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so anyway. It's just uh, clarifying. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so Percy, he finds himself uh, a little bronze shield and probably the first time he's actually done a bit of a bit of work, uh, polishes up the shield. Oh, did he bend uh, down to pick it up? Oh, he yeah. polished it. Good God. Good oh, God. Yeah, exactly. Did a break after that one. Yeah, well, the, the the stone figure of the the deceased hero before is actually frozen in the point where he's actually handing it to where Perseus is. <laughs> he's like, "Oh, great! This is wonderful." He's holding he's holding the polishing cloth, ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> Tell him exactly are, what needs to be done. Uh, yeah. yeah, and exactly. so um, yeah, and so uh, so Perseus, using the reflection of the polished bronze shield to help him see, slowly creeps his way. And stands over the sleeping form of Medusa. Medusa. And with his hand guided by Athena, Perseus brings down the gift sword and severs the head of Medusa from her body. <laughs> I see you shaking your head. You're not amused. Asleep. Uh, Athena, you... I don't even know. I don't even know who I'm not liking. No, uh, no I do. It's, it's Athena. I don't like Athena. You're out. Goddess of wisdom. <laughs> At this point of Medusa's execution, the winged horse Pegasus. Pegasus. And his twin brother, human brother, his twin human brother, Chryseor. Chryseor. <laughs> so they're unidentical. Sprung from the wound. These being the children that Medusa had with the god Poseidon. So. Yeah! Yeah! The theatre goes wild. Well, not but, entirely correct. Well, First it's of a Greek all, tale. <laughs> but yeah. uh, as these so you got a winged horse, like not not a miniature horse, an actual sized horse with wings, and a bloke sticking out from a neck wound. They they've gotten out and they're just like running around because they're like, oh sweet, like we've now been freed from oh, the, the more fantastic. Well, yeah, that thing. And so these strange twins escape the flesh prison of their mum. And head out into the world, all the while not disturbing the slumber of the other two Gorgons, Steno and Eurali. Steno and Eurali, sleeping so soundly. So they're just sleeping through it. Because that, that would happen. Like, if you disturb a pigeon nearby, it flaps about and the whole bloody world knows about it. You're telling me. Let alone birthing a winged horse from your neck. Yeah. 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 A bloke and his twin, a flying horse, comes out of their mum after her head is cut off. <laughs> Doesn't get the intention of anyone. Like, just cutting a head off. That makes sound. But anyway, uh, Steno and, um, and Uraley, they, they may have you know, popped a Xanax or something before, and they're, they're, they're out for the count. They're just having a, had having a, a real deep sleepies. Yep. Maybe, like, one of them just, like, half woke up. And she's like, it's too early for this shit. <laughs> no. Oh, stoned. <laughs> No. I'm not dealing with this again. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Nope. No. No. That sounds like that Just sounds like opens the eyes slightly like they start to flutter. No, no, I'm not doing <laughs> not doing. Not right now, guys. Uh so anyway, Perseus takes uh Medusa's head. The head of Medusa. And is very careful because even the severed head still has the power to stir to turn those who look upon it, uh like pretty much looks into her, her eyes or the, the eyes of it, um, to stone. And places it within the cabisus, like the satchel I told you about that he got off the nymphs. His fancy satchel. Yes, yes. So this is a a, a special satchel. Can hold the head. Magic satchel. Uh, and uh, it keeps the lid on the whole stone causing shit. Uh, makes it safe for transport. And then he legs it out of there. With his winged feet or? His, his winged feet, yeah. Now. Winged sandals. 
course. Well, why would he walk? No, he's like, oh, I need to do something. I'll walk out of here. And then when I'm outside, you better believe then I'm I'll fly. But yeah, it's right. into, at this yeah. time, uh, the two sleeping Gorgons, Steno and Uraley, finally wake and are confronted with the headless form of Medusa. Ah, it's quiet. Yes. Ah. Oh, now I care. Okay, sweet. Sorry, sis. <laughs> oh, if only I had have woken up an hour ago. Oh, hmm. Never mind. I, mean, I gave a shit earlier. Oh, well. Oh dear. Anyway, uh, and they are pissed. They're oh, pissed on. though. Quickly, where, where are Pegasus? Where are Pegasus and the twin? Oh, they, they've they've already they're already out in the world. They've already they've they've already okay, leaked so they, it as well. They're gone. All right, yeah. right. Everyone it's, else is gone. The other two Gorgons have woken up. Oh my yeah. god. It's, what it's not specified that I, I can't really see Pegasus and uh Crasail being uh scared at the Gorgons, being like, Holy shit, we better go too. But um because you know Oh, they're excited. It's all new. Essentially, they're they're neat, they're aunties who 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 Steno and Ureli, the other Gorgons are, but they also have the power to turn uh, things to stone as well. So they're like, oh, wh- whatever's going on, they're not there, so they're not turned into stone. They're out in the world, um, doing their own thing. Uh, uh, but the Gorgons, yeah, just out. yeah, yeah, they're a bit worried. But they try to search for Perseus uh, because he's still wearing the cap of Hades. The cap of Hades, making him him invisible. Uh, Perseus avoids detection. And escapes the Gorgon lair with Medusa's head, uh, safely put away in the Kibis's satchel. But it turns out their satchel wasn't super waterproof, as our hero flew eastward. Uh, the blood from Medusa's severed head soaked through and became droplets, which fell on the sands of Africa, ah. forming the poisonous snakes which dwell there now. Here I am thinking, oh, it, it, it formed a trail, but poisonous snakes are pretty, that's cool. That's better. That's a nice little origin story for those snakes. We like that. Explanation of the world. Yeah, yeah. And so anyway, Perseus continues to fly over Syria, but other accounts have it been like around Ethiopia, uh, where he comes across a beautiful young maiden chained to a rock. And of course, our hero stops to investigate. Yeah, I, I think you're throwing the word hero a bit heavy on there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, don't worry about your mum back at home being, you know, pressed by the king who wants to, like, really get at her. Unwanted dick advances. Uh, who sent you off to die as well, by the way. Don't worry about that whole thing you, you, you're a part of. I'm going to stop here and, um, and see what's up. I'm a hero. Um, yeah, but Perseus is a hero to all, especially beautiful young women in trouble, and uh, asks the female, what's up? Are you all right? I'm trying to rock, you idiot. What do you think, you nonce? Well, look all right. Looking, yeah, uh, thanks, genius. Yeah, I do need help. No, I just like to keep a rock here. You fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, and she tells Perseus that her name is Andromeda. Andromeda. Or and- Andromeda, as we probably know from stories and all that kind of... Oh, sorry, movies and that. And Andromeda, she is the daughter of King Cepheus. Cepheus. And Queen Cassiopeia. Cassiopeia. Uh-huh. Turns out that Cassiopeia ran off her mouth a little bit in public about how, um, I believe it was Andromeda, I believe, was more beautiful uh, than the Nereids. These Nereids are called sea nymphs. Um, they're different to the other ones, but these ones, though, they hung out with Poseidon a bunch. Uh, so she basically goes, oh, I think I'm more hotter than you lot. It was Andromeda, actually. Uh, but they, these, which they, which they were a little, a little bit annoyed because they're not typically, like super harmful they just like hang out with poseidon they're really nice to sailors as well mm. i still think like a, a mermaids but like eternal but yeah they're, right. they're they're pretty chill except after cassiopeia just like starts saying that she's hotter than they are and they're just like 
fuck this bitch. Oh, Cass has just had a few too many bubbles at brunch. You know, that's just what's happened in that scenario. She really yeah. did. She really did. And yeah. they just flew off. They flew off the railing. And, and they, they, they got wind of Cassiopeia's uh, boastings and they flip out. They go to Poseidon uh, to complain. And Poseidon orders uh, out the sensible punishment of releasing a sea monster named Cetus. Cetus. To destroy the city <sighs> for Cassiopeia's fuckery. It, it, it's, just, it's just so on par. I know. That's it. Sea monster. Yeah. Hope you got another city because this one's oh, it's on my list. <laughs> this one's about to go down. Yep. Uh, and Poseidon adds the kicker that the city could be saved by a sacrifice of Cepheus and Cassiopeia's only daughter, Andromeda. Andromeda. This is why you shouldn't drink at brunch, peeps. It just gets out of control. Or have kids. They just... <laughs> you keep having to sacrifice them. Shit. Why am I laughing so much? I don't uh, know. Yeah, As a mother. Um, and so, yeah, it's a pretty a pretty tough call. They're like, look, your city will be destroyed unless you sacrifice your daughter to this monster. Um, what's your call? And so the, the, the poor yet lovely Andromeda offers herself to save her city and her family. And she waits to be devoured by the sea monster Cetus uh, for her mum's shit talking. Oh, so that's why she's on the rock. Yeah, that's what. Okay, so she's given, she's volunteered herself. But then she's gotten there and went, oh, I'm probably going to back out. Let me just chain myself to the rock and then I really can keep my commitment. I'm probably going to be filled with terror. But also you look look Uh, more like a sacrifice. I'm probably going to be terrified, so I better chain myself up. Yeah, I'm I'm probably going to have the urge to run away. Awesome. Yeah. Good on her. Good planning. Yeah, Cedar's the sea monster though. He might need that as well. He he could be like, oh, you're not chained. You don't look, you're not chained. I can't do it unless you're chained up. Like I need you to look yeah. like you, you, you're being sacrificed. He's just hanging out, a girl hanging there, girl by herself where we said we we're going to meet. She doesn't look chained like, up, probably the wrong one. Didn't bring me glasses. I, I don't know. This is awkward. Is this your first sacrifice as well, love? Yeah. How are you not chained to this rock? Like who did you speak to about this? Excuse me. I don't want to come off awkward. Are you the sacrifice? It's always awkward meeting, isn't it, for the first time sacrifice? Oh, I've never done it myself either. Yeah, no, I do this on mine mostly. Yeah, just just yeah. think. Uh, I'm 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 trying to do right by you. You're not doing very well at this sacrificing business. Just first, I, I'd probably just chain myself to a rock. That way. Yes, yeah, sorry. So this sea monster would uh, be able to know who you are and like get towards that sacrificing business. But hey, just no. Try, try and take this as a constructive criticism, but the next time you sacrifice, just, you know, make it a bit more obvious that you are the sacrifice. Yeah. Andromeda, the you're yeah. great. Let me just stop by saying you're great. I'm going to give you a criticism sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> you're great, but not as a sacrifice. But you're here and you're on time. Thank you for being punctual. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> The other sacrifice I had was so late. Oh, put me back. I've got other cities to destroy, so I've got a big, <laughs> I've got a big day today. So thanks for being on time at least. I'm gonna be, you know, I'm gonna be on the hop. I'm gonna be sent out any time. <laughs> I am the same monster. Some king down the road said he had the dick the size of a small child, and oh, bigger, bigger than Poseidon. So like, oh, I've got a two p.m. I'm gonna, go. gonna get at for that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So thanks, thanks for rocking up. All pun intended. Hey, there he is. And back to the story. Uh, and so, so this is where she, this is where she is when Perseus rocks up to see her and sees what's up, or asks what's up. Right, change the rock. Yeah, Perseus has taken off his cap of Hades now as well. The cap of Hades. So she can see. So it. he can be seen, right? He can be uh-huh. seen. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, now, there's a few different version of what well, versions of what happens next. So, Perseus defeats Cetus, the sea monster, with either the adamantium blade, which was gifted to him by Hermes, or by taking out the head of Medusa. And turning him to stone. Yeah. Stonefish. And so, so anyway, uh, Cetus is killed and Andromeda and her city are saved. So, she's pretty stoked about the whole thing, about how everything went down. And uh, she and Perseus agree to marry. Oh. So at least Perseus is asked. He's, he's doing the right thing by the lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's had his fun with one-eyed, one-toothed women, and now he's ready to settle down. <laughs> he got that out of his system? Yeah, he got it. Well, maybe. No, he's, he's good. He's a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. After a few years, things might get a little bit boring. Bring it back in. Yeah. He's like, you know what would really be interesting, Dal? What if I take one, at one of your eyes and all but one of your teeth? <laughs> And then, and then we get to business. I think, I think you'd really like it too. Yeah, it's not just for me. Mm. You know what I'd really like for my birthday? I'd like you to lose a few yep. things. Yeah, Ooh. lovely. <laughs> and age a bunch. <laughs> age a whole bunch. Wonderful. So anyway, yeah, uh, the, her father, um, King Cepheus, is cool with this uh, for obvious reasons, uh, and the wedding banquet is arranged, and everyone is thrilled. Uh, that is everyone except for Cepheus's brother. Uh, a bloke by the name of Phineas. Phineas. The fish guy? No, that's not Phineas. No, no, it's Dick Tees on a, on a different island. Uh, it's King Cepheus's brother, Phineas. I believe it's a different Phineas from uh, the, the bloke we see in our Jason the Argonaut story, I'm pretty sure. Different Phineas. Uh, but yeah, it turns out that Andromeda was originally promised to Phineas by Cepheus uh, a while back. Oh. And uh, he's not down for the whole giving up his niece. Hey, that's my fiance niece. Uh, so pretty creepy. Oh, I think this is going to cause a little bit of trouble. Yeah, a, bit, a little bit creepy. Uh, but this stuff happened a bunch back in the day. Trouble in Greek mythology. Perish the thought. I'm as shocked as you. Uh, oh, and you bet that Andromeda is feeling pretty good about her role in this whole thing. She's like, great, just being tossed around as possession. Uh, but hey, at least, you, at least you're getting away from your, your uncle. Uncle Bad Touch. And uh, get to marry a bloke that you at least agree to marry. So that's something That's something nice. Yes. Okay. Step one. And so so Phineas, uh, he's still pretty pissed and he voices his protest and lays down his claims uh, before Perseus. Uh, but our hero explains um, his own claim of having interest in Andromeda's hand uh, is that it was sanctioned by the king. Uh, oh, and the saving of the whole city and its people, of which you are one of them, Phineas. So, like, he's got a strong case. It's like, oh, but... Yep, that sounds fair. Sorry. Hey, hey pro- my brother said that I could have her before. You're like, I saved the place where you're living and your life itself. Plus, he said I could as well. So... <laughs> Yeah, but my brother said... Brother said I could have it. Huh. Did I say it? Oh, I sound, I, I sound like a knob. <laughs> yeah, you do. You too, mate. Pretty much. But anyway, uh, but the spurned uncle is not backing down and he assembles a small posse uh, to challenge Perseus uh, with force, seemingly forgetting that this kid looks to all who seem to be no mere mortal man, one who is hashtag blessed by the gods. Blessed by the gods. And so a fight breaks out at this banquet and Perseus says to the other onlookers to shield their eyes and takes out the severed head of the Gorgon Medusa. The head of Medusa. <gasps> oh, because the whole time he's still wearing his satchel. Yeah, he's still got all his, all his, his, his old kit. Oh, you're never fully dressed without a satchel. 
good grief. Magic satchel. Exactly. And he holds it aloft in front of his would-be aggressors, turning them all to stone. Oh. Oh, see you later. So like a fart in the wind, so too the claims of Phineas disappears. <laughs> no one else in the crowd, uh, you know, got turned to stone or anything like that. Just the bad dudes. I can just imagine like the silence in the party. Like the, oh, you're all turned to stone. That like two second silence. And then like someone just, you know, signal the musicians. <laughs> exactly. Okay, start the flutes again. Let's go. <laughs> that was awkward. You know, keep going. More parfait. Awkward. <laughs> Bring on the grapes. They're like, let's have a palate cleanser, everyone. Mimosas. <laughs> <laughs> okay, while they're taking away the stones, we'll have the gifts over here. Yes. And back to the story. I see. And so, uh, so pretty much after after Phineas and his crew have been uh, been stone punished, uh, everyone, uh, you know, everyone gets back to the wedding. Been stone punished. <laughs> I'm not happy with that. Well, you better be, otherwise you're going to be stone punished. <gasps> Got me satchel with me. Got me satchel. Oh, I don't know. We're aware of anyone with a satchel, guys. <laughs> so everyone's just like, hells yeah, let's get on with this wedding again. And uh, Perseus and Andromeda are married within the sight of gods and humankind. Uh, now, it wasn't long before Andromeda fell pregnant. And uh, the happy couple gave birth to a son named Persis. Persis. Yep, so, which is lovely. Is it? Are we happy for this? Well, you shouldn't be because the loving couple did the loving and sensible thing and departed the city, leaving the infant Perseus to inherit the throne (laughs) while his parents, Perseus and Andromeda, finally travelled back to the island of Seraphis. Seraphis. You know the whole reason he went out on this quest in the first place. Yeah. Hey, Mum. Been away for a while. I've just got a newborn kid. I'll just leave him in the city. Uh, his uncle and auntie are around, but she, you know she lips off a fair bit. But I'm sure he'll be fine. Uh, I'm gonna go and actually take care of my mum. Yeah. How did you guys meet? Oh, that <laughs> reminds me. I've got to go and uh, deliver a head. Excuse me. Awkward horn. <laughs> I got stuff to do. <laughs> Anyways, it turns uh, turns out that during Perseus's absence, the good old king Polydectes, Polydectes had continued having a good old hard crack at Perseus's mum Danae. Danae. Uh, trying to get her into his bed. Uh, and he'd been pressing on the issue so hard that she sought refuge in one of the temples. Oh, so he didn't get through. Good on her. She's like, I'm so repulsed by this and you. I'm going to go hide out in the church. I'm going to hide out in a temple so you don't fucking talk to me. Unwanted dick advances. Right. Yeah, because it worked really well for Medusa. Go and hang in the church. No worries. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She's like, no means no polydectes. Like, like, but I can't help but think uh, Polydectes would be a bit like, like envisage like a Pepe Le Pew from the old Hanna-Barbera cartoons uh, where he's like trying to seduce the cat who's dressed up as a skunk. So like super full on. Yeah. For Mary. It's, yes. Um, pretty creeps. <laughs> so anyway, Perseus comes to the temple and leaves Andromeda and Danae uh, while he goes to confront the king. Uh, so interesting conversation. Imagine if, if you can imagine uh, with Danae and Andromeda uh, while they while they're waiting. Awkward on. Hi. Hi. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Okay. Did you have flowers at the wedding or? Um... Oh me me. Oh no, I've been beating off unwanted dick. That's what I've been doing for a long time, actually, <laughs> a long time. But I, I hope you had a good time. <laughs> How's Persis? Oh, you left him back at your place. Oh, that's that's very responsible. Good on, good on you. 
Uh, oh, you didn't sacrifice for your child. Oh, interesting. No, I'm not judging. I, I wouldn't judge. No, no. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Sorry. I'm just a mother-in-law. Yeah. We've just got the fucking cocks coming at her all the time. That's that's just me. Just, hey, no. Just speaking, just speaking the truth. <laughs> God. And back to the story. Good grief. Awkward. Uh, so anyways, uh, Perseus finds uh, the King Polydectes in his court. Right. And he's got his satchel. Magic satchel. He's all kitted up still. Uh, the same place where Perseus was charged to undertake this quest so long ago. Ah, oh, memories. And Polydectes, knowing Perseus had Buckley's chance of succeeding on this mission, Buckley's chance being, for our international listeners, pretty much having no chance of, uh, of uh, returning. So if someone says, oh, I'm going to do this, the saying is, oh, you've got Buckley's. Buckley's mate. Buckley's mate. Buckley's chance, no chance. So anyway, uh, Polydectes, knowing that there was Buckley's chance to succeed in his mission, he starts laughing at our young hero's return, no doubt ready to receive Perseus's apology for not completing the quest. Well, this is going to be good. Yeah, yeah. The one time I'm cheering for Perseus. One time, yeah. Even some of the hangers-on in court start making japes at Perseus, and soon the whole the whole room or the whole assembly is a buzz with laughter. And Perseus cools the cucumber the whole time. They obviously didn't hear about the wedding, exactly, uh, or, the, or the reason for the wedding. Uh, he's he's cools the cucumber. He now reaches into his cabisus satchel, trusty satchel, uh, and holds aloft his quarry. The head of Medusa. And the laughter of the onlookers died in their very mouths as the entire assembly, except for Perseus, was turned to stone. <laughs> oh, shit. <sighs> and so now Perseus has achieved his goal and brought some good poetic justice to the dodgy king Polydectes. Uh, the Stone King's brother, Dictes, Dictes, the fisherman, if we remember, becomes king of the island of Seraphis. And Perseus and Andromeda and Danae stay with him for and chill out for a bit and have a good time. <clears throat> bit of feed up time, you know? Nice. Yeah. Okay, good, good. Yeah. And so Perseus, he uh, gives back all the stuff that he borrowed uh, from gods and nymphs uh, and even gives the severed head now safely back in its satchel. Uh, to the goddess Athena, of all people, of all, of all goddesses. Worried of the damage that this head could cause to friend and foe, Perseus has given it to Athena for safekeeping. And the goddess uh, even worked it into the center of her aegis. So an aegis or an aegis, it's kind of like what you would do to symbolize who you were. Right, right. So how to symbolize you're a two-faced bitch? There's Medusa. I'll <laughs> pop that there and I'll remember I cannot be trusted and I'm a cow. Great. She's like... Goddess of the wise. <laughs> Wisdom. That's me. Check out me, brooch. I'm a bitch. <laughs> Believe the victim of uh, Athena, maybe? No. <sighs> Sorry. I'm, I'm team Medusa here. I'm still I'm still Medusa. We, we all are. We all are. Um, but Athena... So she popped it into her shield to represent oh, herself. Into a brooch sort of thing. That's that's like her iconography now. Oh, her brooch. Sorry. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so it's so important in the Greek world that the, the Greek writer Pausanias uh, has a description of the statue of Athena in um, the, the Parthenon in, in Athens. So like Athena's main hang. That's, that's her temple. And says Athena, or well, the statue of Athena is upright with a tunic reaching to the feet. 
on her breast, the head of Medusa is worked in ivory. So it's like, this is Athena. Everyone's like, fuck yeah, Athena. You got Medusa going on as well. That's what, that's what we're attributing you to. Because you did a great thing, supposedly, uh, by, you know, <laughs> punishing this poor girl and then aided this guy to go and kill her. Yeah. So incredibly, uh, there's a lot of iconography uh, with that. Uh, but it, it's pretty important, but also a real dick in the eye of Medusa. Like... <laughs> <laughs> the victim of this whole thing, uh, yeah, not not super not super yeah. chuffed at Athena, uh, but yeah, Medusa must be like, look, not only was I sexually assaulted and turned into a horrible, vengeful creature, uh, now I've been murdered in my sleep uh, by the dude that you've been helping, uh, and my severed head is now part of your getup. This is bullshit. Th- thanks. Yeah, seriously. And back to the story. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, And anyways, now this would be the point where I would say the story is over. But I have to mention, if you haven't forgotten, Perseus's grandfather, the king of Argos, Acrisius. Acrisius. Danae's father and Perseus's grandfather. Uh, as I said before, Perseus and uh, Andromeda and Danae only stayed on the island of Seraphis for a while. Then they decide to sail back to Argos. Argos! Now, Acrisius is still king of Argos, and he gets word that his grandson is coming to the city, and he legs it because he, 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 he flees, because he believes that Perseus is there to exact uh, revenge, thus fulfilling the prophecy. Prophecy! Right, yes. But little does he know, as in uh, Acrisius, that Perseus is not vengeful at all. Uh, the story doesn't say anything about how Danae feels about the matter. You know, you get locked up by your dad for a while and then chucked into a box and then thrown in the ocean. D- don't, don't, we don't hear anything from her. She's like, well, I'm just, I'm just not getting into this one. But I'm going to come along though. <laughs> Oh, every time I talk about that, it causes trouble. I'll just, I'll just keep it to myself. Just keep it to myself. Use my inside voice on this one. You know, yeah. <laughs> but Perseus just wants to come back to his homeland, the place of his birth. Uh, but Acrisius, he flees north to the lands of Thessaly. Thessaly. Uh, and, and hides out in secret. He's just like, nah, if I see this kid, he's going to kill me and I'm going to be dead and the prophecy is going to be fulfilled and I don't want that to happen. I want to hide out for a bit. Now, it turns out that uh, the king of Thessaly, a guy named Teutomides, uh, was holding funeral games in uh, games in honour of his own deceased father. Uh, and Perseus was super keen to show off his skills in some of these tournaments, and he decides to go uh, to take part in these games, because that's what you do. You know, it's lots of athletic games and stuff like that. Uh, and Perseus took part in the discus throwing. Uh, But as he threw his discus, a gust of wind uh, blew his discus astray and hit a hooded old man sitting in the crowd, killing him instantly. Oh, what's all this then? Ah. Uh, And it was soon discovered that that hooded old man was actually Acrisius. Ah, and the terrible prophecy of the oracle came to fruition. Oh. Yeah. And so, nice little tie up there. So, why was he at the games? He just wanted to have a little look, or is he just interested in discus? Or he's like, I know I'm in hiding, but I'm a fan. I'm a fan of the games. I oh, love me a good discus throw. Okay, yeah, oh. right. And he's like, if I just pop on a good hood and stay in the crowd, what could surely go wrong? Discus and a gust of wind uh, takes care of of that. It's all come full circle. Yes, yes. So uh, that's a little. Just thought I'd throw that little tie up there, but. Uh, 
that, Andrea, and dear listeners, uh, is the tale of Perseus. Perseus and Medusa. The tale of Perseus. Well, uh, you know, uh, I kind of like I like a part two. What's happening with Medusa's head in the uh, brooch? Does it come back to life? Athena gets what's coming to her? or yeah, That's just it, you know. Mm. There is, yes. there is, there is chat about uh, like Percy's after that feels pretty bad about killing his grandfather. He wasn't all about that at all, uh, and he goes back and um, he find he founds the mighty city of Mycenae, which um, which everyone will know. That's uh, what uh, Agamemnon and Menelaus uh, were lived in, or Agamemnon was famously king of Mycenae when they uh, during the Trojan War and all that. Um, but yeah, Perseus himself just kind of like. He feels bad about it. He just kind of goes back and does his does his Perseus business. Righto. That's about it. That's unfortunate. You know, I, I normally throw better than that. Pretty good at the discus, but he's cussed to win. Not not uh, not not blowing my way. Ooh. No, no. Oh, there you go. There you go. Crazy, and that's the tale of Perseus. That's the uh, little history uh, version of that tale. But as I said, there's many versions, so please uh, let us know which uh, which one you've come across, guys and gals. Let us know. Woo! Don't forget to like and subscribe the show, everyone, if you haven't already. Uh, tell your friends and your family, the people in your life, and even the people in other people's lives. Uh, tell them all about us and and about the show. Uh, it's, uh, Tell your family so you can listen to the happy family tales on this little history podcast. Happy families telling Just families fantastic. about terrible families. Uh, makes our families happier. <laughs> yes, we look great. You're just like, oh, geez, I've actually got it all right. Like, uh, yeah, I'm doing all right. <laughs> and then your dad comes back and he's like, oh, I just went yes. to see the Oracle. And you're like, oh, shit, shit, what's happened? Hope you didn't listen. No, no. There's a new Oracle down the street. <laughs> She's got some news for you, bud. Yeah. Tell you what, that oracle, not half bad. Just dishing out oracle prophecies. <laughs> uh, but there you go. Yeah, so let us, uh, please let everyone know, guys. Um, word of mouth is, is super awesome and really helps us get the show to you. Uh, before we sign off, can I ask you, Andrew, is there anything that you'd uh, you'd like to, to, to plug in terms of Coin Couch or even uh, stuff that's coming up for you? Oh, not too. Too much, gang. Listen, if you're into coins, you know, pop onto the coin couch on YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, trying to get into the TikToks at the moment. I am a big fan personally of TikTok. I have a private TikTok. It's called Our Mum Other Things, which is a fun, interesting play on words. I'm a mum, but I also do other things. Um, and yeah, pretty pumped. The one of my latest videos got six million views, six point three. So Woo. yay me. Um, and Patrick would have already seen that because, of course, anytime something amazing happens, I share it with the fam just to remind everybody mm-hmm, that you mm-hmm. are standing in my shadow. Um, and, yeah, that's about it, gang. It's all about, like, hey, guys, so I'm up to this now. Yeah, hey, guys, how's your life going? Just yeah. saying, you know, how big the playing field is. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't achieved any other major life ambitions, but I've got 6 million views, so snaps, you know. Like you said earlier to me off, off camera, off screen, off mic, and you're like, um, have you done 6 million or 6.3 millions of anythings? And I was like, oh, I don't think I have. Yeah. Of anything, yeah. I don't think I've taken that many shits in my life. So, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, not yet, though. There's always goals. My goal has been set. But, yes, uh, yes, wonderful. Thank you thank you for that, guys. So if you'd like to check out Andrea's uh, Andrea's page, the, the, the coin couch or even her, um, her, her TikTok profile, uh, links for that 
among, among other, other things. things. That will be links for those will be in the episode's description as well in the font. Have a look. The words will be there. All right, we'll leave it there. I've got a barbecue to hit up and uh, some more beers to drink. I'm on Madonna mode, a little bit of holiday. Holiday. So, uh, Andrea, it's been lovely to have you. I know you've got a big day ahead of you, so so uh, all good luck and good fun with that. My pleasure. Uh, and for you, dear listeners, uh, thanks for joining us again. Lovely to have us uh, have us between your ears, and I uh, hope to hope to see you guys very very soon. Okay, cheers. Good, good. Thank you for listening to a little history. To get in touch, feel free to get us on Facebook, Instagram, or hit us up on the Gmail at littlehistorypodcast.gmail.com. We'll catch you next time for a little history. Cheers.